Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Biomass. I want to thank you for coming and joining us, either on the stream or if you're catching us on the recording. Uh, just you know, thanks for tuning in. So uh, we've got a bit of news, um, some stuff related to various movies, games, uh, some probably big CCP news that you have been you know, eagerly uh, looking out for, and then we'll have a discussion uh, regarding uh, Nova on a topic that was suggested by one of our listeners. So without much further ado, let's start with some introductions, starting at the top of the list with Sarizel. I'm Sir Izel. Um I am uh, cold. I'm very cold, and um, it's uh, the air hurts my face around here. It's it's very cold. All right, and Bait. Hey, everybody. I'm Bait. I am not cold, and the air does not hurt my face here. <laughs> All right, and Livy. See, I really, I really feel for him. Um, I'm Livy, lifestyle blogger, and I remember honestly feeling like I'd rather just die than go to work because. We were in Wisconsin, and going outside was like, nope, not doing it. And I've been driving around in the constant snow so far this weekend, so, so oh, it's, it, it hasn't been like one of those, like, it, it really hasn't been a snowmageddon. A snowmageddon is when, like, you, you turn around and, like, they just dumped, like, a foot of snow on your head. Um, <laughs> this is this has been more of a duration event, so um, it hasn't been snowing heavily, but it's been snowing since, like, late Friday. Yeah, and, and yeah, I actually just live in Minnesota for the better part of a decade, so I, I kind of get your pain, Zal. I, I really do, but I, I will say living here in Arizona, the weather is so nice lately. Um, my face is not hurt when I go out, and it's, it's let's, quite let's, warm. Let's, let's, let's talk again let's talk in, again. July. <laughs> in July. Let's talk again See, in, July, talk again in July, buddy. I, I would much rather be overheated than freezing, to be honest. like I, I can handle the 110, 112, whatever degree heat, but being cold, F that. I moved now, to Minnesota for a reason. Now, see, see, here's the thing. the thing. If you're cold, you can just wear thicker clothes. You can pile on more coats, hats, gloves, whatever. But, like, if you're too hot, the only thing you can do is, like, find an air conditioner. It's much it's, easier, to deal, easier to deal with cold than heat. You don't gain even the nude? I thought everyone did that. You you do get tempted to peel your skin off. You're like, maybe just one more layer. <laughs> Anyway, so um, without diverging too much, uh, I'm Pokey Draven. I help uh, host the, the show here on Biomass. I also write the blog on occasion, and I do the Twitch uh, broadcast and uh, streaming stuff. So uh, that being said, we're going to move into some of our news topics. So, Zell, do you want to tell us what's going on with the new Spider-Man movie? I, I, there's a trailer for it, um, and, uh, and Iron Man's in it. So I'm sh- I'm sure they paid big on that one. Um, you know, you know. If, if you remember how this whole fiasco went, Sony still has the 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 rights to the Spider-Man movie, but because Sony is bleeding like profusely, um, they have agreed to partner up with Marvel and uh, to to bring this new third major reboot of the Spider-Man fr- movie franchise into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, and uh, and obviously he was brought in in the civil war movie uh by iron man and so um he's got a suit that that tony stark made for him and uh so um he's kind of his mentor now so is this in line with with the, the comics is this canon i mean i'm not a comic buff i know i don't bloody know i don't i don't bloody know that's that's what i can tell you i i have no idea um i i think some of the like I think some of the, like the reboot stuff was more in line with this, like with the the um, what they call it, like the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff. I think maybe it was a little bit closer to this. Um, a lot of the MCU stuff I think is taken from like the Ultimate Marvel Comics versions, which were like 
like as opposed to the original main storylines that have been going on since like World War Two, um, the they were kind of more new age, simpler plots. Um, and I think that's a lot. A lot of what the MCU is based on, anyways. But this is definitely the youngest looking Spider Man we've ever had. So they just he keeps getting younger. It's like come I on. Kind of like it though. I don't. I mean, to be fair, it's more it's more believable. Like yeah, I mean, he was role. supposed to be he was supposed to like be in high school, yeah. right? And and uh, then uh, he has like they have like what's her face playing the. Um, Gwen, and you're like, yeah, she's not in high school. <laughs> it's like, so I can kind of see that. And then, of course, the other big thing that you got to go with is that now that you're trying to build this character in a world where there's already so many other superheroes that have been introduced, um, you kind of have to set the bar lower for, for where he's at. So that it's it's kind of like how Daredevil really was only concerned, worked because he was really only concerned with what happened in like eight square blocks of Manhattan, you know? You have to you have to scale everything down for some of these heroes that are just entering the the fold. Because if you're suddenly facing this like world-ending villain, then the first question is, well, why isn't isn't Thor and Scarlet Witch and the Vision and why wh- why aren't they here if it's that big a deal? So you, you kind of have to deal with smaller crises, smaller heroes, and and bring it from there. Well, they touch on that in the trailer a bit when he's he's speaking to Tony Stark and and Stark is kind of telling him like, hey, you know, there's we've got people to handle these big threats. You just kind of lay low and you go to school and, and don't worry about that sort of thing. And maybe take out a burglar too. Take out a, you know, you know, right? Like just you know, start small. Just you know, get cats from trees and stuff like that. You know, like save, that. try so, to save you know, Uncle Ben. Oh God, too too soon then, right? <laughs> <laughs> Time travel, yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't Fucking no, no. Start. We'll get to that later. Start. We'll get to that later. Fucking <laughs> time travel. Um, but yeah. So I mean, it's it's again the third third iteration of Spider-Man now. Um, you know, obviously being in line with with the Avengers, they're going to try to pull that in and make it, you know, part of, of that universe rather than its own plot. So I mean, that's that's something to consider, and and you know, we'll we'll keep an eye on this moving forward and, and see how it plays out. But it does uh, look look interesting to say the least. My favorite spider suit so far in all the reboots that they've done. Or not reboots, but all the movies that they've done, I think. Just, it looks so streamlined. I think it's because it's... I think it's from the cartoon, isn't it? Didn't they go with that spider uh, suit? Let me look. There's so many variations of that. It's, I know it's... It's, it's tough to it's, follow. Yeah. But I always like the original, like, little tiny chunky spider and not the... Yeah. You know. I know it's not, like, it's a CGI costume, isn't it? At least it wasn't. Yeah, so Civil like War. the eye, the eyes and stuff have like kind of like a telescoping effect. It's it's very it's um it's the same effect they used on Deadpool's eyes actually because that was another oh. case where like Deadpool really had very little CGI except for stuff like they did effects with the eyes to to kind of push some more emotion out through the the mask. Yeah, I, I think that th- I don't think it's fully CGI in this because I think it was in, in Civil War, but in it this case, I saw some it shots was. of um some shots of him uh, on the set for this movie. And he's, he's, he's wearing the full suit, but, but kind of like Zelf said, it's like Deadpool where um, the eyes are open, um, but then they, they overlay the CGI onto the eyes to give them a little more expression since you would lose pretty much all of that if it was actually a full mask. So, you know, if you saw Deadpool, it's probably gonna look like that. Yeah. Civil War is actually uh, the funny thing to me about that movie was it really kind of started to blend the lines between what you call an animated film. Um, 
because only like two actors actually had to go to the airport for the big battle scene. It's a, almost it's the entire, entire. <laughs> the entire like big civil war battle was all CGI. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. That's uh, it, you're starting to run into that a lot now, where you 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 want to have these big fantastic effects and whatnot, but it becomes so much CGI that it's like, uh, well, almost everything here is now computer generated, except for maybe the set. And you know, even that location may not even be. It could be just two actors in front of a green screen. The rest of it's generated. You know, it's, see, see, here's the it, thing. See, here's the, this is Disney's movie. It, it, this is Disney's plan to like um, get escape to escape from like the constantly rising cost of paying Robert Downey Jr. They already own his likeness. You know, they have the rights to his face. So all they need to do is the CGI to get good enough that they can just make Robert Downey Jr. and and just generate him for movies and then they don't have to pay him 50 million dollars a film well i mean hell they turned jeff bridges back like you know 30 years in tron with uh that, that cgi which was freaking awesome and very confusing when you first saw it because you're like Whoa, i thought he was old and then you realize a couple scenes in like wow that's actually a cgi overlay like that that was pretty impressive so i mean you know disney is certainly pushing the edge of that sort of stuff as well i don't know if i like the little gliders that he's got coming out from under his armpits that you saw in the trailer <laughs> that's that's classic though isn't it I would uh, that his little sugar, sugar baby wings yeah uh, yeah, yeah his little webs classic. right yeah I don't I never liked them <laughs> they're goofy well and I mean that's that's kind of the the line that, that I think you run into a lot with superhero films is usually the original iteration is kind of kind of dorky like it doesn't it doesn't really fit the aesthetic that people expect in current films i mean mm-hmm. you see like an mm-hmm. iron man they, they kind of work that in cleverly because you know the mark one iron man suit was the original comic iron man suit then obviously he came up with the mark two and then subsequent versions they kind of worked it in that way but for spider-man i mean obviously they, they kind of updated the suit for the original films which deviated quite a bit from you know what he looked like in the comic and i think that that kind of irritated a lot of the, the hardcore fans uh, and obviously, this this version is is going much back towards more what it looked like before, with you know, like Libby said, with the, the kind of the chunky spider symbol in the front, and they've got the the little wings under the arm and stuff like that. And I think that that's you know them kind of be rolling it back and and saying you know this is we're going to take it this direction and see what you guys think. You know, I think that's it's good to kind of try to find that balance because it does vary quite a bit because some of the older designs work you know without much modification and others really do need quite of an overhaul so you know and that's kind of growing pains i think in general yeah each time you watch these spider-man movies when they come up with the new one every couple of years you have to honestly watch it as if you've never seen a reboot before mm-hmm. to enjoy it or you're just going to be comparing the whole time yeah, pretty much. And I think that, you know, like I said before, I'm not a huge comic book buff. So when I see these, I'm able to kind of view it from a purely, you know, I'm seeing this movie for the first time. I, I don't have any pre-existing you know, notions of what things should look like. Um, but for a lot of people, um, it, you might have to kind of shut that part of your brain off and, and try to enjoy it for what it is and not get too hung up on details like that and, and perhaps overlook some stuff that actually is good. So, you know, just, just something to consider. It is worth noting um, that there has already been a sequel announced uh, with a release date um, for uh, for Spider-Man. So sequels coming out in July, July 9th, I think, of 2019, and then. Uh, and then, and then, and then huh? No. Yeah. 
<laughs> so so we, we now have release dates of sequels for movies that aren't released yet. Yeah. Well, bear, bear in mind, this is all tentative because Fantastic Four had a sequel release date as well. And so did, uh, and they had started to schedule the Amazing Spider-Man, like three and like the whole Sinister Six series. And, you know, they were getting all that on the calendar. Oh, that's right. And then that stuff all disappeared real fast. That's right. I forgot about Sinister Six. I shouldn't be surprised because we now live in an age where we don't only, not only have trailer teaser trailers, we have teasers for the teaser trailers. We're like, oh yeah, here's a teaser for the trailer we're going to show you in three days. <laughs> like the, the hype the train is ridiculous on this stuff. So when is the release date for this movie's uh, bait? July, not the sequel, but July 7th. July 7th. Okay, July 7th. that's not too far off. No, no. So I'm Alrighty, so I'm, I'm excited to go see it. Yeah, we'll have to see. I'm I'm not usually one to hop on on these, you know, day one, but uh, you know, I think that they, you know, obviously Disney's done a good job with the Avengers so far, and most of their their you know uh, branching series have been decent enough. So you know, hopefully it does well, and I I do hope that they actually stick with this this iteration instead of rebooting it yet again for a fourth time. So you know, we'll we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. Anything else on that before we move along, guys? Alrighty. So, Zell, do you want to tell us a bit about uh, the circle? Yeah. So, um, the the thing for me, of course, is that there were there were a couple of years ago there was a movie called The Internship, which was made about Google. It was a comedy, and it had, um, you know, it was filmed at Google's campus, and obviously it was very very uh, pro Google. Um, now you have what I think would be the Google movie um, that Google doesn't approve of. Um, the circle is about a um, futuristic company that offers services that um everyone uses that can you know offer you help you find information connect to your friends they they um i i believe this this was actually described by the original author of the book that this is based on that this was like after there was no like this the leader in search and the leader in social were all one now so you know it's kind of the facebook google conglomerate um you know and it's just they make the you know what you use on the internet and they make it easy and fun and simple to use um and uh the the tagline that they have in the in the trailer is that uh knowing is good and knowing everything is better um and uh so they have uh uh emma watson as the um what looks to be the lead protagonist um Tom Hanks plays the uh, whoever runs the company, um, the Circle, and um, the, it looks like there's uh, John Boyega and Karen Gillian play some. It looks like they're probably employees at some point in the in the in the story, and uh, so it's gonna you know it should go into some of the uh, the questions and risks of what happens when you have a company that monitors everyone and everything all the time. Yeah, I mean the. Uh... The general feel that I got from the trailer was was definitely this, you know, yay, this is all great, and we're happy. And I mean, Google it, it has a very similar mantra to to kind of their how they they handle PR that it's you know we're bringing the world together, but at the same time there's always kind of these sinister almost undertones of like, well, yeah, we of course we want to know everything that way you know everyone can be safe and happy, and you know it's great to have all the information in the world you know centrally located so we can you know think for people before they have to think for themselves. I mean, that that's actually kind of a, uh, a thing that they've, they've tried to push with their search engine is that we want to show consumers of our search engine what they want before they know they want it. That's why you have, 
you know, predictive marketing and, and ads that are tailored for you because they're predicting, yeah, you'll probably want to buy this. So here's an ad to link you to where you can buy it, um, which is convenient, but it's also really creepy. Um, I mean, they've even said in the past that, you know, they, they want to push that, that edge of, of creepy as far as they can because, you know, it, it's it's convenient for, for consumers, but, you know, it, it, it's ultimately profitable for them. And I think this movie kind of dives into that uh, level of, of, you know, the, the undertones you see of, of what goes on or, or kind of what the underlying motivation is and why a lot of stuff that Google does is illegal in a lot of countries that it's, it's legal here in the United States, but they, they won't allow it in other parts of the world because of the implications. It's not legal here either. They just, well, they just they, pay off their government really, really well. It's, really, <laughs> it's not enforced. How's that? Um, but you, you know, it, it does kind of dive into that. It's, it's, it's an interesting thing because a lot of people, you know, we'll rally like, hey, we don't we don't like that. That's awful. But at the same time, when you say, okay, well, we're going to take away all of these conveniences that are offered to you because of what Google does, then they, they kind of start shying away. So it'll be interesting to see what, percep- what public perception of this movie is and if it actually causes any sort of, you know, interesting conversations regarding the topic. All right. Anything else on that before we move on, Zell, to what we know is coming next? Um. I, you know, I, I'd rather talk more about this than the next topic, but, next oh, you know what, I can, oh, <laughs> um, actually is a, my, uh, one of my favorite television shows actually just covered, uh, this privacy topic as well. And I do, I just want to throw a shout out to it to recommend it, um, is, uh, if you've ever heard of the show, uh, Adam ruins everything. Um, it's fantastic. It's by Adam Conover who used to do, uh, he used to be part of college humor and now he does, um, uh, these, this half hour show on, uh, is it, uh, is it TBS something? I don't remember. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I catch it online usually. But uh, Adam Warren's Everything is fantastic. He points out things that we find uncomfortable to talk about that are true, um, that we did not that we did not know. Um, and he did a whole episode on the internet recently and, and obviously talked about this as well, using Matrix parody as, as, as the uh, kind of baseline theme for it. Um, so I recommend that. If, if you haven't seen Adam Ruins Everything, I recommend it highly. Go watch it. Go watch it. Yeah. No, that, that's a real good show because they, they will bring up common misconceptions about things, then explain why you're wrong, and then actually cite sources that you can go to right then and there and, and see that you're actually wrong. So like Zell like said, that's, that's a really solid topic. A really solid show, rather. Um, but on to the next topic, <laughs> Zell, do you want to tell us about the atrocity that is the fifth Transformers movie? They're making another one. Yeah, that's all you it's need. Called to know. That's all you need. Transformers: to know. The Last Night, and I'm just, I, I, eh, why, why? It it looks like they're going to make uh, Optimus evil at least for some segment of it, and. Um, it's still got Mark Wahlberg in it. That's that's. Is there anything more you need to know? There's no. There's no. There's no discussion here. There's no like. You know what do we think it's going to be about or whatnot? It's just it's another thing where they're going to have Michael Bay exploding lots of things. The IMAX cameras are going to film it. It's going to look really, 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 really convoluted. Um, that you know it's going to keep like unseen billion special effect shops in business for the next year, and that's that's all there is to it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I, yeah. I never saw the fourth yeah. one. I, I got the first three and decided that was enough for me. I never saw the fourth one. Saw a few clips from it thinking, uh, yeah, this this series has got to die now. Like, there's there's T-Rexes and swords and crazy shit going on. And then, and then hold, sure hold enough, up, hold up, there's hold another up, one. The, 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 the Dinobots are cool. Okay, they were cool in Beast Wars, but when they <laughs> stick them in there for the hell of it, I got pissed off. 
Yeah. There was absolutely why, like why no would you bastardize it? Yeah, it's like, oh, that's right. There's Dinobots because reasons. Let's go get them with swords. <laughs> Dinobots <laughs> no, and Dinobots. Construct cons, mini cons, dude. You have the whole con family to go off of now. Off of now. It's like we're going to cram. We're, we're going to cram like twelve different Transformers series into this thirty-minute mm-hmm. segment. And you're just going to, you know, fan service whether you want it or not, and we don't want it, but you're going to get it. Yeah, no, I, I was, I was irritated because I actually really like Beast Wars. I was very upset when they canceled it because they canceled it after like the coolest episode ever. Um, but yeah, I was just like, oh, why, why would you do this? And then well, of course they tease you well, in the trailer of the fifth one by showing the dragon. I was like, no, I'm, not, I'm still not doing it. No, not, this one is going to be better shit. because of time traveling, Pokey. Come on, and no, cool no, no, most and time cr- travel sucks. Most time travel sucks. <laughs> and like, Gandalf only, like, White, hand- I mean, I mean Optimus, <laughs> Optimus, <laughs> Why? Oh, you just you see them hedging in all these. Freaking concepts that movies love to use and always do poorly, and you just know they're going to do it poorly because it's a freaking Transformers movie, and I don't trust them to do anything well except blow things up. It's just, even that's not even that great. I, I don't even know why this is being a thing, but people keep seeing it because apparently it makes a bazillion dollars every time, and they're just going to keep making them as long as you keep seeing them. So please do us all a favor and stop buying I'm tickets to these movies. I'm sorry, I'm going to go see it. I'm sorry. I'm I, it's going to be terrible, but I'm going to go see it. It's my one bad movie of the year. So, you have to bear in mind that I went to see the Fantastic Four movie. You, you, yep. can't, can't. you can't just say... You know, don't go see it because it's gonna be a bad movie. Because I'll go see it. I'll go see a bad movie. It's it's mm-hmm. honest truth. <sighs> All right. Well, like, yeah. You guys, like, you guys can do the, the review on that one then. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> Unbelievable. All right. Anything else on on this atrocity before we move on? Explosions. Explosions. A- Eighteen quintillion explosions. <laughs> begin, begin. <laughs> yes. God damn it. God damn it. Okay. So. Moving along uh, to some more gaming-related news. So Ghost Recon, this is the Tom Clancy game. Uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands is going into beta, or at least you can sign up for the beta now. Um, and this is kind of the one that is set uh, in near-future Bolivia, where you're basically a group of government agents going in to break up a drug cartel. Um, it's open world, of course. It's open world. Um, and you're basically bombing around on jeeps and, and motorcycles and stuff and, and doing open world stuff by shooting drug lords and that sort of thing. Um, so you get to be a DEA agent? You get to basically be Snarko's the game, more or less, with probably more explosions and, and killing people. I feel oh. like J- Jadex going to love this game. <laughs> he probably will. He'll, he'll probably somehow hedge some EVE Online reference into Bolivia, and we'll, we'll, we'll have, it'll be great. But, uh, yeah, I'm. If, if you're sensing the, the, the bitterness in my voice, it's because I kind of am after the last Tom Clancy game, <clears throat> Division. Uh, I yeah, I don't know about this one. It, it looks like it's it's banking on all of the open world shit that annoys me and the last Tom Clancy game that kind of had a similar motif or at least gameplay style it just I, I don't know I think I might pass on this one I'll probably sign up for the beta and try it and not like it but you know if open world stuff is your thing then you'd probably like this sort of stuff hey man good luck getting to sign up for the beta because everybody knows that Ubisoft has a fantastic login service I've been trying for days to log in, just to log into my damn account, and I can't log in. After even no, after, after trying to recover my password, still can't log in. Oh, well, that's that's just fantastic. <laughs> but, yeah, like the the first day I tried it, I tried it the day that I saw the article, which I think was the same day that 
applications went live and it's like, okay, okay, it doesn't work. So let me just wait a few days because I'm sure they're overloaded. No, tried again tonight, request a new password and all that fun stuff. Nah, I still can't log in. So love, so, love so, Ubisoft to death. Just fantastic login service. Great website. Great website. <laughs> Bates not bitter at all either. No, no, um, no, no. Not, not looking for this game at all. I'm wanting to play the beta before I buy it. No. Uh, well, that goes back to the whole, you know, demo thing and games releasing without demos. And, you know, betas are, are basically, in most cases, glorified demos. So, I mean, it's like, if you want me to even me. give your game a me. chance, I'm, I'm not going to... I'm not going to buy your game. I mean, very rarely do I buy games now that I'm not either 100% sure about or yeah. there's some kind yeah. of gameplay I can actually give a, sh- you know, give a shot on. I mean, I tried it with, with Battleborn and that kind of fell flat. Um, Division duped me because the first part of Division is fantastic. It's the end game that's, that I really dislike. Um, so the, the beta kind of didn't give me a good, good look at that. But, you know, this sort of thing, it, it's definitely good to get in on the beta. I mean, like I said, this game doesn't really look that interesting to me it sounds like i really am, am itching to jump on but i will give the beta a shot because you know gameplay trailers are very inaccurate when it comes to properly uh indicating what a game is going to be like usually they make the game look better than it actually is um because you can script trailers and stuff like that um but you know honestly you should always try a game before you get before you you know make a judgment if you're going to buy it or not if, if it's anything you're remotely interested in so you know i'll give it a shot but he, my my hopes are, are pretty low considering i probably won't be able to sign up for the beta because apparently you're having issues with login um and also because it, it looks like it has a lot of elements that i don't particularly care for in games or at least i'm very burnt out on so we'll have to see on that one all right so uh doom got another update uh just kind of out of nowhere they, they always kind of advertise their dlc but their free updates usually come whenever they're ready they don't tend to hype them up a bit so it's always kind of a a good surprise. I got a, a message from Ripley the other day saying like, "Hey, Doom update." I was like, "Holy shit!" So they they you know they uh, they brought some new stuff, the multiplayer, um, new game mode. They added bots if that's necessary to fill multiplayer matches, or if you want to have like a you know versus bots match, that's that's available now. Um, a lot of stuff for Snap Map. That's the one I'm mostly interested in. I don't really touch uh, multiplayer in Doom. If I want to play multiplayer shooter, I Doom is not what I'm looking for. But uh, for the Snap Map, it's Pretty cool stuff. They added um, a lot of new modules. So there's stuff in the Lazarus Lab um, segment, which is a lot of the modules are lifted more or less directly out of the main campaign, which is actually pretty good because some of that stuff is fantastic looking. Um, obviously stripped down and, and, and modified slightly to work for the Snap Map system, but that's in there. Uh, one interesting thing that they've, they've kind of done recently with more recent iterations of Snap Map is allowing players to kind of create their own campaign so you can make a map and there's there's a max limit on how much stuff you can put in a map but they've added a feature where you can link maps together um, and you can even have like branching uh, stuff as well so like let's say you do something in the map you can have it branch to a different map or if you do the other thing you can branch to another map so you can kind of make a divergent uh, path throughout your campaign but one thing they've added now is um for integer variables, which is one of the features of the, the logic chain stuff that you can do in Doom, is that you can now make that persistent between maps. So you could, in effect, have, like, you build, like, a, a fit or a class or something like that, or you have, like, an experience bar, and that will carry through now if you set it up right between your levels in your campaign. So you can actually create some pretty interesting and, and 
um, complicated campaigns now through the player map creation. And in, in it's it's actually working out pretty well. They've actually been releasing some some time releases. The developers have been making some some of their own campaign stuff. They've featured some campaigns that players have done, and those get released every week or so kind of through their main page on SnapMap. But, you know, it is nice to see that even though SnapMap has some very annoying limitations, that they're, they are giving some neat tools that allow uh, both P- uh, PC and console players to kind of build these these experiences that, you know, may not quite have the same level of detail and, and production value as the single-player campaign, but they do allow people to kind of do some story building or do some complicated stuff. I mean, I've been working on my... Uh, Dust-inspired thing for for quite a while now, and they keep updating the damn thing, getting new tools to play with. So I keep reworking everything. But uh, you know, it, it is a really fun and enjoyable way to kind of get into um, uh, map building, or if you're interested in player-generated content. Uh, again, I I can't give Doom enough praise and how well designed and well built it is. And it's really cheap as well. The prices drop quite a bit, but trust me, everyone that I've talked to who's played it has given it the same amount of praise that I have. So. Um, Really happy to see that they're they're updating and supporting the game as, as well as they are, and I, I do look forward to more. And, and definitely when Doom Two, when they, they work on the next next one, they already said they're working on a sequel. Um, when that comes out, I'm, I'm gonna hop on that immediately. Like this, this I've been nothing but impressed with with the developers as well as the game for Doom, and and this is kind of one of those instances where. I wouldn't need to play it ahead of time. Like this is kind of like I'm 100% sure I would be interested in this game because the one before was so damn good that you'd really have to try hard to screw it up. So, um, yeah, definitely worth uh, checking that one out if you like any sort of uh, first-person shooter. And you know, the campaign's great. Multiplayer, I can't speak on, but if you like map building or just experiencing player-generated content, may that be uh, cooperative or competitive, you can do both. Um, definitely check that out. Your audio is kind of going. Just see so you know. Yeah. Is it? I'm sorry, guys. People have come into the house, so the, the internet bandwidth may be getting sucked up a bit. So let me know if it, if it cuts out again. It's just really spotty. We can we can hear everything you're saying. It's just just a little little weak. Yeah, you're coming a bit a bit uh, spotty as well. So it could be my connection. Um, but yeah. So uh, another thing is uh, Death Stranding, and this is kind of just a, a follow up to what we talked about. Uh, uh, last week into the game. This is the new uh, Hideo Kojima game that he's making. Um, it's his first game to be produced after he left, left Konami and joined Sony. Um, and, and kind of an interesting bit that came out this week is that he is um, using the graphics engine from Guerrilla Games. And Guerrilla Games is the development company that makes the Killzone series. Um, they're making that new uh, Horizon Zero Dawn series. Um, and this, this engine is absolutely fantastic. If you've seen any of the newest stuff, their engine is very, very powerful, and, and Kojima actually has his own engine that he's been using for like, Metal Gear Solid uh, 5, but he said, like, you know, I, I wanted to get to the moon with the engine, but this this new engine that Gorilla Games has come up is going to you know, take it to Jupiter, I think is, is the word he used. And and as you can see, you know, from the trailers, that's obviously pre-rendered CGI, but Kojima has been very good at developing more photorealistic experiences. That's kind of the direction he likes to take his games. So it is interesting to see him uh, kind of moving away from the Fox engine and jumping more on the uh, shit. What's it called? The Decima engine. I mean, this is the one that Grill Games has, has put together. The Decima engine. So, you know, just kind of a follow up to that. I, I think it's it's 
interesting, and, and he's been trolling hardcore and <laughs> doing the what Kojima does best and kind of messing with, with his fans as he you know teases and, and kind of dodges around a lot of the questions and answers that have been flying around about the game. So, again, Death Stranding is definitely worth uh, keeping your eye on if, if you're a fan of his style of games that are uh, a bit unorthodox, if, if, if anything. So, you know, worth keeping an eye out for. Oh, and uh, I, I did forget to touch on it earlier, talking about movies. Libby, did you want to talk about the new Planet of the Apes film? There's or movie. not. Yeah, my mic is yeah, being really there. stupid right now. Maybe, right maybe now. towards the end. Okay, well, we'll pick that one up uh, at the end. Just uh, There's a new trailer for Planet of the Apes, but I'll let her talk about that a bit because she's a little more versed in the series than I am. Okay, so this is, this is the big CCP news. Um, and I'm going to be very careful as we talk about this because I don't want to give anyone mixed messages or cause people to panic. Um, because it's, it's something that is not something you should be panicking about at all. So CCP announced recently that they are being approached by a third party that they have not named because the, the discussions are, are meant to be private. Um, but the third party is interesting, interested in purchasing uh, CCP. So we're going to kind of touch on the facts um, first. Um, there's not a lot of them, but there, there, there are some, some very hard facts. And then we'll move into... Um, our thoughts and speculations. So I want you to be very clear on, on what we're talking about is these are what this is what we know and not get it confused with this is what we think is going on. So um, basically they've been approached by a third party group who's looking to purchase the, 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 the firm CCP for about 900, 900 million euros, which is about $955 million. Um, there is no word on who's interested in doing this. And this is not a for sure thing. This is just a discussion that is currently going on that it may or may not happen. They have not decided if they want to sell the company. Um, we do not know who it is potentially being sold to. Um, and we don't know any of the terms regarding you know, the, the sale or what will be done or what will change if this sale goes through. So the sale is not a sure thing, and we don't know who it is. And those are, those are actually pretty, pretty key points we'll probably touch on a bit. Um, regarding what probably a lot of our listeners are worrying about is what is the fate of Project Nova over the Shanghai office. So that is what we know. So now we're going to kind of go into some light speculation or at least opinions about what this might mean or, you know, what, what it could mean for uh, the, the future of various product uh, projects or products that CCP is currently working on. So um, I'm going to kind of leave this open to the floor um, to kind of give you guys' thoughts on this potential sale, what you think it means, uh, that sort of thing. So Well, I mean, the, the big thing to point out is that without knowing who it's being potentially sold to, it's impossible to know what the intention of it is. I mean, there there's companies like, you know, you've had Blizzard was sold to Activision. They, it was kind of a merge, but kind of a sale. Um, but they do exactly what they did before and there's really no integration there between the new owner and the, you know, the, the original independence. And that's entirely possible too. This could, you know, depending on who the, uh, who's buying it, you know, as it is the, the, there's two major investors that, that most recently gave CCP a lot of money for, you know, for a segment of the company. And, um, they're just financial investors. They don't care what type of game, you know, how good the game is developed or something. They're just they're just in the background. They they are expecting a gain for their investment. They expect it to come back positive. That's all it is. They don't really intend to mess with the specific games in question being, you know, currently developed by the company. 
But then, of course, if it was acquired by another game company, you could see them say, well, you know what, we're going to cancel this line. This is the, the thing that we think has potential, so we're going to keep that or something like that. It's in, it, it, without, it could just be, you know, that Hilmar wants out. He's done. He wants to retire, maybe. I don't know. It, it, you can't, without knowing who the company is, you can't really come up with any sort of real idea. Gilmore's not ready to retire. He has to puff up VR to exponentially, you know, large uh, hype. He, no, I don't think he wants that. I do think that whoever is approaching CCP is specifically interested in VR, though. I mean, that's really the only big thing that CCP is doing right now that that, that we're aware of, at least, is, is their VR stuff. But, you know, but, you obviously know. we don't know who the... Um, who who's approaching them so i do think though like i just said that they're after their vr but we'll see i mean it could go really crazy in terms of that too is like um you know if you look at when google bought motorola it was to strip it for parts they kept the patents they kept like the research team and then they sold off the rest to you know at bargain basement pricing to the you know but you don't you can't assume anything there's there's so many ways it could go yeah I guess so. I guess we'll just have to wait. Have to wait this one out. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Speaking of uh, of of Valkyrie, do we have anybody here who actively plays Valkyrie? I was gonna maybe buy it like when this. If it, I'm hoping, like I'm really hoping it it's in the Steam sale. So for the the winter sale should be starting in like a week or two. Oh, so yeah. I did, So I didn't want to like buy it now and then find out they were gonna take like twenty bucks off of it in like a week. So I figure I will wait until the uh, holiday sale, and then I will buy it, whether or not it's on sale. And then, then, then we'll have a Valkyrie player here. Oh, fantastic! I mean, because yeah, I haven't seen too too many Valkyrie players poking around except the ones in in Discord. I didn't know if you'd picked it up yet. How's that? Uh, that that have you been able to mess around with that vibe anymore? I haven't. I haven't spent the time now. Uh, you're snowed in, Zell. You should be. You should have time for all kinds of video games. I've been out on the road all weekend. It seems. <laughs> Pokey life. No. Okay. Um. Pokey's probably trying to make his mic not sound like he's on a cell phone from the '90s <laughs> calling in. Poor Pokey. See, we kind of need Pokey because we're bad. Can we maybe? Well. No, we just we just gotta keep keep going, it, keep gonna, filling time. Just I'm gonna. Mosey my way through this Planet of the Apes trailer. Here we go. We'll do play by play the fucking Planet of the Apes trailer. trailer. I, I don't there think you we should do, do that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of remakes. Yeah. See, I haven't watched the other one, so I, I'm I'm stuck at the stuck first the one that came out a couple of years. You the, you basically know on. what's going on. I mean, this is basically <sighs> the third movie of the current reboot of the remake <laughs> of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Because it's really hard to keep track. They don't, like, put numbers on them. They just add just words add to the front of them. No, yeah, they yeah. don't. And this one, I think, because this is the third movie in the new series. Fucking And it's actually the fifth movie in the 1973 series, God. or 1968, that was based off the book that was in 19... Dear movie industry, please stop doing this. They're like, Thank hey, you. we Thank can you. make a more realistic-looking ape. Let's just start it all over again. Just realistic ape doesn't justify anything, guys. But it's an ape with a gun. Come on. Man, my favorite is the poster for the last one, where is the is the ape riding the horse, holding so you, the gun over his head. Yeah. So, yes. Um, yes. Fuck, man. 
Livy, have you actually seen all of these then? Yeah, unfortunately. Are there any I should go see? Because I've seen none of them. Uh, I mean, if you really wanted to spend an afternoon watching really old movies, you could watch the original movies. I, like screw that. The effects aren't good enough. <laughs> just, otherwise, no, otherwise, literally just start with this series, the first one. It, it actually does a good job, except for... It's only getting you from A to B, so it gets you to when it became the Planet of the Apes, and then you could probably watch the remake that has... What's that dude's name? I can't even think about it right now. Pokey Dravon Let me look it up. Yeah, man, I... If that, if that weird flickering was Pokey trying to talk, it didn't work. No, it's Pokey. Yeah, I mean, oh my god, oh, oh my god, it's oh, worse. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I think Pokey's trying to like, win Fucking at being the worst Mike. I don't Pokey know. Died, bro. It's okay. I just watched them executed an ape by putting by a nine through his, his head. head. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. Just like, so, so you could watch the beginning, the the two movies of this new reboot, and then go back and watch the Planet of the Apes, the two thousand one. And then uh, I think uh, you'll be in good shape. In the two thousand one, it's not that bad. It's not that bad, but just keep in mind. <laughs> Monkeys with guns. Okay. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. I'm just hoping and praying that this is the last one. But they're like, okay, just, well, we showed you how it happened, and they don't go all transformer and think it needs three more movies. No, and, no. it needs three more movies because that's and, how, that, and that's how swords. And maybe we should swords. go back and say if it was like medieval times. Maybe should we? No, don't say that because they really might do that. Because <laughs> the monkeys are gonna like invent the the damn time travel machine, and they're gonna go back to. I don't even know uh, when. Caesar's, Caesar's past life, which was Julius Caesar. They're like, come on. <laughs> Same yeah, thing happened. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Yo. Kobo oh, went all uh, Brutus on you. My God. Okay. This is terrible. No, I mean, Pokey. Pokey. You sound like a crab, like, kind of <laughs> clicking its, its pinches together. <laughs> Or like some kind, uh, of, like some kind of musical instrument, almost. Yeah. Like a like a, a tambourine, maybe. Like a really bad one. No, Pokey, you're you fucked. I'm sorry. It's kind of like what Mines was doing that one day when it was. It's funny because people on Discord are saying that Pokey's mic is great on the stream, and then well, that's, and then, well, that's it's coming straight from him. Because oh, the yeah. problem is he's got to feed like uh, the the mumble and the stream stuff, and so he's he's actually got more bandwidth going through his house than anyone else. Mm. Oh, I see. see. This is when he needs to just like give everyone in his house a sleeping pill, just knock them out, and be like, "I'm not done yet." And what's funny is if we had like so like we could take his recording because he has a recording of the show, and he would sound great in it the whole time, but then like all of us would sound terrible. So. <laughs> And I'm not good enough of an editor to, like, take his voice from his stream and mix it with our voice from my stream. <laughs> that's that's beyond my talent. Oh, my God. All right, then. Well, I think we've beat the rise of the planet of the last Dark Knight apes to death. And we can we can move on. Um, movie's going to be pretty bad, I think. So that's my thoughts. Now, I think the big topic of the night... Uh, is our for our Nova discussion at least is uh, daily missions um, and, and and how to in, uh, implement 
So I think the direction that we want to go, uh, Pokey, are you there? Don't don't ask him to try again. Okay. I'm not ready. I'm not okay. mentally prepared to do that again. <laughs> um, want to hear crabs? But uh, yeah, no, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have to take this. You are now the host. Congratulations, you just uh, got yes, promoted. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've been okay, well done now. Oh my yeah. god, Pokey! Pokey's back in time yes. to save the show. Did, 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 I, did I save it? Oh yes. god. Okay. Okay. I had to basically shut down everything that was running and reboot the whole thing. Fuck you. Okay. Fuck you. Um. All right. Well, I apologize to everyone for making the mistake of unplugging my microphone and plugging it back in. Apparently, that caused the whole thing to explode. Yeah, you um, kind of sound like a dubstep lobster. Dude, there's crabs, man. Dude, yeah, dubstep, dubstep lobster, lobster is now the title of this episode. <laughs> I just want you to know. Yes. Okay, yes. there we go. Okay, um, I'm going to actually rewind this a bit back to um, the CCP discussion, just because I, I was trying to say something, but apparently only the stream heard me, and then Bait kept interrupting me, I was like, what the hell is going on? So, Sorry. Um, you know, no, no, I mean, it was fine, you couldn't, just, you couldn't hear me. Uh, but yeah, so I think that the, the interesting part, and I think you, you both of you hit some good points, that what CCP is looking valuable for right now is, is definitely their VR tech. I think that it is probably likely that whoever is interested in purchasing the company is purchasing it because they want to own the company that is currently kind of frontlining a lot of the really high-level um, VR games. I mean, Valkyrie is obviously very successful. Um, Gunjack's a much smaller project, but also very successful. Um, and as an investment firm, and this is why I think it's almost it's it's more likely to be an investment firm than it is another game company. Um, one, because the price tag is very high. I mean, that's that's almost a billion dollars. That's not a lot of game companies are going to fork out that amount of cash to pick it up, unless it's like something insane like this it's a very small number that can afford afford yeah in in, but if you're like a venture capitalism firm or just you know investment firm you're going to want that sort of thing and in ccp is currently owned by a lot of those companies and they share a lot of the ownership with with those kinds of companies that are in discussion right now but as ccp being a company that is uh on the forefront of vr if you're an investment firm and you think vr is the future of gaming and this is going to be a very profitable industry to be in you're going to want to grab a company that one has a strong track record with eve online and two has produced multiple vr games that have all been successful um that that makes them very very um valuable in the eyes of someone who is looking for those kinds of things moving forward into a vr saturated market um and of course, I'm not a business analyst, so I can be chalking on my ass here. But that being said, uh, I, I think that in that regard, to me, it feels like it's more likely going to be an investment firm that is is purchasing um, the, the company. That being said, a lot of times when that happens, if they aren't the kind of company that is like a, if they're not like a, you know, a, a development company, I don't see them making a lot of changes because if if CCP is operating in a capacity that is profitable and it is moving forward with the projects they're interested in and making money with their projects it's unlikely that they're going to make so drastic of a change that they would axe a project so in regards to project nova i don't think you have too much to worry about i would certainly not panic if you want to see if if you have some concern that's very reasonable um because you know, the, the sale of a sale of a company is obviously an unknown. It's an unknown variable where you might see a change in what the perceived direction of the company should be. Um, but for one, you don't know if it's being sold at, at all. We don't we don't know for sure. Two, we don't know what kind of company it is um, or what their intentions are. 
And three, what they do with existing assets and projects and, and, and stuff is an unknown. And I kind of see it as four different options. One, CCP is not sold. Nothing changes. Nova continues as planned. Two, they are purchased and the company has no opinion regarding Nova and they allow things to continue as planned. Both of these are positive. Uh, three, you have a company that purchases them and they think that an FPS is a great idea and they want to sink more resources into it and they put more money behind Nova. Again, good. Or there's option four where they purchase the company and they feel that an FPS scheme is not part of their vision and they decide to shut the project down. And there's obviously various variations on, on, on what on, on those different options. Those are kind of the four main ones I see. And three of those are as I would say, positive, with the fourth being obviously negative if, if you know you, you are concerned about Project Nova. Um, so in general, with as many unknowns as there are, I think that it is a positive outlook just from a purely statistical standpoint. Um, but honestly, until we know more specifically, are they being sold, yes or no, and to who is the buyer, uh, I would not panic. Um, I would not be worried really at all. You can be a little concerned, but I, I wouldn't let it consume your thoughts and get you all worked up into a frenzy. Um, don't let people don't make a YouTube there, video. Don't make a YouTube video that's lots of crazy speculation based off of you know what you think is actual reality, and don't believe people that are going to try to rile you up to get you know views and a rise out of you. We know basically nothing. We know that. A sale might happen, which if nothing happens, then it doesn't matter. And we don't know who it is. So with those two key components there, if we don't know those, we really know nothing other than something might happen. We don't know what it is. Um, so don't freak out. Don't panic. Um, you know, it's just kind of, I don't want to sound the, the bottomless optimist, obviously, but you don't know enough to be too concerned yet. So for those of you who are concerned about Project Nova, if you have some light concern, I, I do as well, because like I said, there is a possibility that it could go bad. Um, but don't freak out. And that, that's kind of what I wanted to get out on this one is it's, it's nothing to worry about right now. Um, we'll see what happens, you know. So that, that's kind of my piece on that. Um, and we can move on from there. Unless anyone else has something they want to add. No, dude. Did you have anything to talk about about the rise of the Planet of the Apes? Um, in regards to that, I, I, again, I have only seen a couple of the movies in this chain of, of films, so I, I can't comment too much. Uh, it looks good. I mean, it looks it, it, visually, it looks it looks good. Um, I can't speak much to the story, but you know, Lily will probably drag me along to go see it, so I'll, I'll be sure to to give my thoughts when I go check. Alrighty, so uh, one of our topics that was um, suggested in, in, in one of our channels um, was by Gino Tristan, and what he kind of wanted us to talk about, uh, I think this is actually a pretty good pretty good discussion, is that uh, obviously, in, and this is of course in regards to NOVA, this is kind of our NOVA discussion segment, um, in regards to the lessons that were learned from Best 514 and subsequently from Valkyrie, um, we're going to talk about daily missions and the daily missions um in dust where you would log in you had like 10 missions that you could go through and they were kind of randomly generated you know go kill this go log this um play x number of matches and then if you completed these tasks you would get a reward and if you completed enough of them you'd kind of get a bonus reward um 
Valkyrie goes along similar lines, um, from my understanding, is that you get one a day, um, and you can store up to three of them. Um, and obviously, once the fourth day comes, that one gets it falls off unless you freed up a slot with uh, by completing one of the tasks to get your reward. So my question is, uh, and this can kind of branch, you know, to other games as well. Destiny um, has a similar system with their bounties um, in regards to daily missions or daily tasks, whatever you want to call it. How do you guys feel about that kind of system in the game? Do you think it adds to the gameplay? Do you think it is a negative to the gameplay? Do you love them, hate them? I'm going to kind of open up to the floor and kind of get your guys' thoughts, and we'll kind of have a roundtable on it. So what are your guys' thoughts on daily missions um, in gaming in general? I, I'm okay with them. I mean, the, I, I prefer there be some variety than none. Um, is actually... Um, World of Warcraft actually moved from a like static daily quest mechanic to um, that rotating system recently. Um, the the new expansion there are different you know different world quests as they call them appear um, all the time in different zones and you can pick and choose and there are rare ones and more common ones. Um, and that's definitely a lot better than what uh, what we did in previous expansions because uh, in the past you know if you were if you're regularly playing WoW you'd log in and you'd go do the same circuit of like ten daily quests in one zone go to the other zone do another ten daily quests and there it's always the same stuff you just do the same stuff over and over again for like thirty days until you get what you came for it's much better if there's some sort of you know request that you change up what you're doing or or, or go somewhere you don't usually go or something. Yeah, and I mean, you, you see these these sorts of methods in a lot of MMOs are obviously notorious for them um, with daily quests. And um, I won't get too deep into it, but you know, this is effectively a, an example of a Skinner Box method where you have a task that is easily obtained, or at least it requires you know an amount of effort that is reasonable to do in the time period you're given to do it, and a reward for doing it. And in effect, um, and this, of course, call, uh, follows the, the studies of, of Skinner, who, who did <laughs> studies with birds, um, but he found that you could basically um, create a behavior or a, an action of people if you would reward them um, kind of in this fashion. And it would, you would effectively compel people to keep doing it. Um, and I think people could probably see this a bit being dots, and I'll use this as an example, that um, the, the, the SP cap that was weekly. People would, would, would grind and grind and grind to cap on SP, and in many cases, once they reached that cap, they would kind of stop playing because they might be kind of burnt out towards the end, and uh, you know, they, they, they were just interested in capping out because they felt they, they had to do that to remain competitive. They had to cap out because you know, that was the goal they had set for the week is complete your SP cap. And when you when they increase the cap um, much, much higher, uh, you start to see some of that behavior fall off. People were not as compelled to log in. To it doesn't seem attainable. It doesn't, it doesn't seem attainable because it, it kind of breaks that that Skinner box mentality that if you give people a task that they can do, and may this be a weekly task or a, a daily task, they are compelled, like they're mentally compelled. I mean, you can read in his work to log in and do it. Even if they don't really want to do it, they feel like they have to. I mean, a lot of times, and I'm speaking for myself, of course, but you guys can probably relate as well. Um, you've been playing um, like an MMO or, or even Dust, where you're like, I don't even really want to do it, but I have to log in to do my daily missions because I feel like I, I have to do it. Like, I'm, I'm, there's something inside you that makes you want to do it, even if it's not really fun. I mean, how many times did you 
stay up late on, you know, I forget when the, the SP cap rolled over, stay up late and you're exhausted, you don't really want to do it, but you're like, damn, I'm going to cap for this week. Um, or I really don't want to do the same stupid daily quest again because I've done it a million times, but I'm going to do it anyways because that's what you do because I'm rewarded for doing it in a way which compels me to keep doing it. And I, 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 um, I kind of wonder, are daily quests good for a game? Do they, uh, do they add anything or are they kind of a lazy way of compelling people to play the game, not because the game is fun and they want to log in every day to play the game, or is it more that you're just trying to kind of mindfuck them into doing it because of this this behavior that humans exist or, or, or exhibit? Um, and so I, I guess my kind of question is, do you think a daily quest is good for a game? Not so much that, you know, how should it be done, but do you think that it is something that is adds to the game or is it something that is just kind of a, a lazy stopgap to get your players to play? I mean, that's kind of how I see it. Like, and I've... Uh, I think it's good to give people reasons to log in, but you know, the more I've dealt with it, the more I've kind of grown to dislike that sort of mechanic on on how it works. So what are your guys' thoughts? On I mean, I think there's, I think it it depends on what you're doing with it. Again, if it is just to get people to sign in every day, maybe it's not such a good idea. But if it's if it's a way to draw people in to do different things and try different things. Um, you know, that, that could work out a lot better in terms of being useful for players or, or fun. Um, I mean, one of the things that, that I like that WoW does occasionally is, um, they do like a, they do this, uh, time walking event and it's like one week every month or something. And they pick a set of old dungeons and they have, uh, they've fixed it so that you can, they tune your item levels back to what you would have in that day. So like you'd be playing... You know, you could go do these dungeons at any time and just like you know crush through them because you're you know five years more more leveled up than when this came out. But you know, you can go back and they'll they'll say, well, for this week, if you queue up and you do these dungeons, we're going to make them really hard again, and it's going to be kind of like you can get some of that nostalgic value of you know back when you did them before and they were really hard. You know? Yeah, I think you raise a good point there, and that's it's actually a really good point that if the system is not so much log in and do random shit like like Dust was. I mean, it was it was terrible. I mean, the whole you'd come in and be like, blow up ten installations. You're like, well, I guess I'm not doing that one today because um, no one no one wants to do that. Um, and I think that just having people do random stuff is an annoying way to do that. But when you say it brings people in to try different things. Um, it draws them in where it's like, hey, if you do something that is interesting, and I don't mean, you know, get X number of vehicle kill assist, because that's that's not the kind of direction you want to take it, because that pulls people really far out of, of what they're doing. But I think that if you have a system that pulls people in and it goes, hey, you know that thing that you were interested in trying, but you didn't really want to dedicate the time to because you wanted to grind out to get your, your main class or your main role higher up, we're going to give you a reward for doing something different that you want to do. You get to pick what you do, but you do get to try something new out. And we're going to make that a lot more beneficial to you. So you are encouraged to try that over what you would have normally done. Um, and it's not forcing them to do it. You don't have to do this. You know, you can do the same thing you want every single day and, and get the same benefit. But if it's like, hey, you know, 
and there's lots of ways to do it. I mean, this depends a lot on game design, but just just the idea that I get to pick what I want to do. If it's something that's a little bit different than what I normally do, that pulls me out of the normal grind, the daily routine of log in, do these five missions, I'm done, log out, go to bed. That's that's boring, and, and you get that a lot in MMOs um, or, or persistent games like Dust, even. Um, but if it actually changes up the gameplay and changes up what players do in a way that they want it to happen, not forced, not random like Dust was, but the way they want it to happen, I think that that's actually a much more beneficial and healthy way to kind of bring in daily mechanics. And, and obviously, like I said, there's a lot of variables involved in that. A lot of it has to do with game designs. So I'm not listing specific examples of that, but I, I think that is a very good point you make. What about you, Bay? Do you, what were your thoughts on, on daily missions in, in Dust and any other game by default? I mean, I don't mind them if 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 they're done well, right? With shit that's actually, you know, the objectives are something that that can be done in a reasonable amount of time. Like I'll, I'll use Dust for example. I don't want this like we gotta destroy twenty four turrets or twelve turrets or whatever, uh, you know, in in a day, right? Man, you know how hard it was to to destroy twelve motherfucking turrets in a match of Dust in one match, right? This shit was hard. I don't want none of that. Oh, oh yeah. That. I mean, it, it pulled you out of normal gameplay. Oh yeah, no, ab- absolutely, absolutely. And and when, that was one. Of the what was that? What was the challenge? The the one that had ever literally to, ever what? It was like get like what fifty installation kills. Yeah, something, something, like, something twenty. But it was like a four part challenge, and there was like a skin reward, and it was a cool challenge. But there, what? you know, after uh, a while. You you were yeah. just like playing solely to find the find which turrets you could get access to yeah. at the start of the match, and that's where everybody ran is straight mm-hmm. to the turrets. Yep, because somebody oh, yeah. had to you know hack installations. Like there would be many times in squad, it was like, "Hey man, don't be hacking no turrets or installations." Well, why not? Because because I, I, I need I gotta to blow it up. Missions. Oh, I need oh, to yeah, blow it up. Either, don't I hack blow it. it up, or I've got to I've got to hack it for a mission. It's like uh, okay, and it just wasn't like wasn't fun at that point, or it it. it it really pulled me out because you know that was that was points for me. I would run around and, and hack not turrets, but the the depots and the CRUs, obviously. And you know, I don't like to be told. I mean, I, I didn't have a problem doing it, but to have somebody come up and say, "Hey, no, don't do that," that you were going to do already because I need it. It's like eh, okay. Okay. Don't play the game because I want to get a skin. Exactly, it's not a Which, good conversation exactly. to have. You know? Well, yeah, and it, I mean, like something for a skin, I can understand. But like, if you're gonna like, dude, what are you gonna get? I'm gonna get like 500 skill points out of it. Like, really? You're gonna mess up my game flow so you can get 500 skill points? No, no. it just yeah. stuff it, like it that just... is really it's it's inconvenient to to the people who are actually trying to play the game. Uh, just so somebody can, you know, do whatever. And I think stuff well, like that I should think, be able Yeah, I think that, that inconvenience was kind of a sideways way of encouraging you to buy mission resets so you would, mm-hmm. you know, get crap missions. It, that, that's a bad example of monetization, but you don't want to do it that way. But, you know, you're absolutely right. You don't, you don't want to pull players out of their normal gameplay. And, 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 so not only are you bitter because you have to do crap you don't want to do, and you're compelled to walk in every day because you want to get the reward, but now other people are doing the same thing and potentially screwing up what you're trying to do. Um, it, it was just it was poor design. Um, I, I think some of the EVE Online actually has a similar system, kind of like what uh, Zell was describing, where it's a month-long timer, um, and it's almost like a series of, of tasks you can complete that 
will provide like guess rewards and stuff like that. I think they um, you said you ran into some instance so you didn't know what was happening at the time, but you were like you warped into wormhole space and got like a chunk of isk out of nowhere. And it was because of, of this yeah. system. It was encouraging you to do something different um, each month. Yeah, that was uh that was right before I logged on for the show, I was uh, moving something uh, into a into a spot and uh, I undocked from the station from the trade hub in Amar, and uh, and I was like, and I got like ten thousand isk or something, some small amount. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's nice. I mean, money's always cool. Um, and then I was trying to figure out what the fuck it was for, and then I warped into um, a wormhole, and I jumped through, and I got like one hundred twenty-five thousand isk. I'm thinking, why the fuck is somebody giving me money? I wasn't complaining, but it was it was just really confusing. Um, Having not looked at the the tutorial to see that oh okay there's actually mission there's a monetary reward for doing basic things I mean so it was nice but it was I I didn't know it was there and you know maybe if I was like a brand spanking new character that it would have been like oh okay this is this is your missions and you do this to get the your money or whatever um, but just I mean that account was I don't know it's maybe ten months old it's not you know, not new. Um, so maybe there was just a fault on my part. Gotcha. I'm hearing from the chat that actually those those experiences don't reset. I was mistaken in saying that. Um, that's more of an example of kind of an extended tutorial where you're rewarded for uh-huh. trying new things. It's similar, but it's not, it's not a daily daily mission or a monthly mission, like I, like I said. So I, I do apologize for that. Um, but that is actually a very good example of, of a good tutorial that isn't crammed down your throat, but it encourages you to do it on your own time because hey, we're going to teach you a new thing, and if you do it, you'll get rewarded for it. Um, and it, it provides older players a means to kind of go back and try different things as well, um, or, or redo things if they, they kind of like that, that injection of reward. So that is a good example of, of what, and it's a topic we'll probably cover later um, in a different show about good tutorials, but you know, that, that is a good example. Did somebody talk about the, the idea of, of maybe class-based um, missions? I, I kind of talked about that a bit in the Discord chat earlier. Um, in because regards to it's like, be- yeah, like or, or even um, you could have ones where you you come in and it's like, hey, if you try this different class, you know, you get a reward. Or you could even have it be, <clears throat> excuse me, where and this might actually work well for for Nova's structure um, with the whole by using something you level it up. Uh, so it could be like, let's say you log in and. There's not like listed missions per se, but let's say you get 50 kills in that day with, you know, an assault rifle, right? And a little reward pops up that goes, hey, you've got X number of kills with the assault rifle. Um, you can claim this reward and we'll give you a, an extra chunk of experience for, you know, the assault rifle to help level it up faster. Um, or if you, you know, I don't know, if you complete X number of, of missions, it might give you a different kind of experience bonus, or it might give you um, an ISK bonus for, for that game mode or something like that. Um, so you're, you're allowed to log in and do what you want, and you'll get rewards for doing what you normally do. Um, and then you could provide a cap on that, so, so you can only claim five rewards a day or three rewards a day. So you can kind of pick and choose, like, okay, what do I really need help on? Do I need to get me you know a bunch of experience for my assault rifle, maybe I'll, I'll claim these two rewards with the assault rifle and I'll claim this other one for my drop suit or whatever. Um, so you're, you're rewarded for logging in, you're rewarded for playing, but it's not like it's a set, you have to do this thing, it's more of a, I do what I want and then I can pick 
from what what rewards I earned, which ones I want to redeem to get the benefit from that. And that might allow people to kind of customize their experience in terms of how they level up. And, you know, if you're having a real hard time grinding out experience on this one thing, you can maybe dedicate a few more points into trying to get those rewards, and you can dump rewards in that to get that level up faster um, and kind of make that grind a little less painful. And because it's capped in the number that you can turn in each day, they act as daily missions because there is a maximum benefit you can get each day. But I think mentally it's a little bit different from a, you must do this to get the reward rather than if I play normally, if I log in, do what I enjoy doing, I can gain a little extra benefit to it if I want. Yeah, I I would be down with something like that. Um, I mean, because some of those, I liked some of the, the daily missions in... Uh, in dust i mean the ones that were like um they were kind of goofy but like was it walk six or two thousand meters or something in the match or five thousand meters in the match or whatever i mean that was you know you're gonna be fucking walking anyway it's a a shooter um or like you know hack x objectives i mean because there's stuff you were already doing yeah i mean that's that's the big thing for me is it's it's there's a couple things you can try to accomplish with this. Is that you can either have reward people for playing the way they normally do in a way which feels engaging, but they aren't feeling like they're compelled to do it. It's just, it's just a reward, and they feel like they have to do it to, to benefit. Um, and then the other is just kind of like Sal said, we talked about earlier, that it encourages people to try new things, and it, it lets them pick what they want to try, not force them to try stuff that they're not interested in. Um, but and those are those are two directions I think you can try to take a reward system that's that's daily based. And I think that keeping that in mind from the ground up of your design for how you're going to structure these missions and the reward system is really key. It shouldn't be, oh, well, we're going to put in daily rewards to encourage people to log in. I think it's a bad motivation. It should be, what can I do that will that will improve the player's um, experience by doing these rewards, and then how will I go about doing it? So it shouldn't be about getting them to log in. It should be the game is fun enough that they're going to log in on their own. But you know, we we still want to make them feel good when they 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 log in and do their thing. I mean, kind of like a first match reward. This is a similar example of you're going to play the game anyways, but you log in, hey, your first match, you get double experience, that sort of thing. That's kind of a similar example. So, you know, that's the kind of thing I want to stress for for game developers in general is that if you're going to do a daily mission system, really focus on what benefit does it provide the players rather than is it just going to force them to log in. I think that's that's kind of the key point I wanted to hammer home with. All right, anything else on that before we move along to our our final tidbit of information? All righty, so (laughs) as as usual, our our good friend uh, CCP Logic Loop was shooting his mouth off on Twitter, and Intel kind of hopped on this one initially, um, so I'll let him tell you about it. But uh, do you want to tell us about the confirmed bridges in uh, Nova? Yeah, so um, CCP Logic Loop tweeted um, that uh, he said, I told CCP Rotati I will make the bridge more like Minecraft while the rest gets super galante smooth. Um, and, and so obviously my first immediate response was bridges confirmed. Um, so we, we know there are some sort of bridges involved in Nova. We don't know what type of bridges though. Um, because Pokey and I both, uh, had the same question, which was, is it, is it like the kind of bridge you, you drive over? Cause there's, there's been maps in, in, uh, in dust where you drove over kind of a Canyon or is this like, you know, cause we know there's supposed to be more space-based in Nova or is it going to be, um, you know, the bridge of a starship we can, we can run around on. We, it, it doesn't really tell us anything. Um, and Logic Loop's response was, um, the kind you walk inside. 
And I, I personally, I feel like that means it's a it's a starship bridge. I think you uh, you tend to walk in a, a starship bridge, but on a bridge you drive over. Um, Pokey pointed out it could be a covered bridge, but I, I feel like if I'm gonna you know tinfoil over on versus in, which is a one letter difference, I'm I'm gonna go with the the bridge of a starship. <laughs> I'll agree you're right and then the, the, the inner bridge was, was a bit of a stretch but the launch group did hop into one of our chats and post an image which I've got on the Twitch right now which shows the bridge of a Star, a Star Trek ship and then a bridge beneath it which is a fully enclosed bridge like I described with the tagline what now so you know he's, he's obviously had trolling us a bit but um, yeah I'm, I'm guessing you're actually probably right so it probably is a starship bridge which would make sense since we know for sure that maps take place inside ships and bridges in the other sense is, is not as confirmed I'm sure there's probably both well, bridges I mean, bear in mind, on, but... if you watch like you know Star Trek Nemesis you can have like bridges over bottomless chasms inside starships even like though it's like dude. That that was my favorite thing. It was <laughs> like that would be a cool map, like like a bunch of just crosswalks going in just like the verticality of like shooting down and up at each other. That would be badass. Yeah. Um, just just like Nemesis, Star Trek Nemesis had this bridge that was like on deck twenty seven. It's a twenty four deck ship, but um, on deck twenty seven, which is the bottom of the ship, literally, it you should be scraping the bottom of the ship, and there's actually like a bottomless chasm inside the ship on deck twenty seven. It's like, how does this work? <laughs> But yeah, so that's that. That's our, our CCP stalking update from, from CCP Logic. We're posting more stuff about bridges. So, so what, what do we got now? We've got uh, there are consoles, there are lifts, there are asteroids that randomly spawn, there are force fields with scan lines, and now there are bridges of potentially both varieties. Is there anything else that missed? Oh, hey, dude, what if you had bridges that like connected asteroids together with force fields on them that you have to go through, but yeah. you can lift over them yeah. with the console operated lift. And somehow you're floating around the bridge of a ship. Did we go full circle? There, there you go. See, we've we pretty go. much nailed down what the first map is going to be. So, you know, there you go. Um, but yeah, so that's 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 our CCB update from, from Logic. He basically is replacing uh, our CPM update with a CCP snark update where he posts random shit on Twitter and we talk about it. So uh, much, much love to him for, for that well, that being said, guys, I think we'll probably bring this one in for a close where we're kind of running along here, I think. Um, but yeah, just a, a bit of an update on the calendar um, regarding the show over the next couple weeks here. Uh, normally, we do not do a show the Sunday after Christmas. Now, this year, Sunday falls, sorry, Christmas falls on a Sunday. Um, so in that regard, today is the 11th. We will be doing a show next week, which is the 18th. Uh, Christmas is the following week, which is the 25th. We will obviously not have a show on that day. Um, but we will be doing a show on January 1st, which is the following Sunday. So since Christmas is on a Sunday, we will still be doing a show the next uh, Sunday, which is January 1st. So Which we'll, is actually we'll New Year's Day. We will do a show on New Year's Day. We'll do a show on New Year's Day. Yeah. It's and, obviously going to be, you know. People might be hungover or something, but, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that that means that's just kind of our, our, our plan of attack moving forward here. Um, that being said, let's do some quick shout outs and then we'll bring this one for a close. So uh, shout out to Pokey shout out disappeared into the ether oh, of his voice sorry, quality. Sorry, I'm, 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 I'm telling you to, to do a shout out. Oh, um, shout out, shout out. Um, I I have a shout out for um the the snow. There's lots of it. It's all I can see when I look outside. Oh, I fixed. Uh, actually, I have a fun story that'll be a good replacement for my shout out. Um, I fixed my uh, I fixed my Christmas lights uh, controls um, this week. 
Um, it was kind of interesting. My Christmas tree was on a home automation controller, and it kept turning on and off uh, for no apparent reason as far as I could tell. Um, and I managed to figure out that somehow the uh, home automation controller I was using for my Christmas lights had gotten linked to my thermostat. So it was turning on my Christmas tree every time the heat came on and turning it off when the, the, the heat hit like the, the appropriate temperature. And I fixed it. Sounds good. All right. I assume he said so um, I, I'm, I'm telling you to do a shout I'm, out, babe. Right. So I'm gonna uh, give a shout out uh, to the lovely weather that we've had. Um, it is neither raining nor snowing. I hate you. Um, nor You're a jerk. N- nor but- being you know awful weather. It was like 70 degrees here today. It was beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Um, and if and if anything goes like it did last year, it's gonna be like 90 on Christmas Day, which is fantastic. No complaints here. Um, so this is why Florida is infinitely better than any other state in the United States. Here's the thing. My whole, sta- my whole state doesn't wash away on a regular basis. No, nah, dude. Northeast Florida doesn't wash away. It's great. South Florida? Yeah, sure. Yeah. But, I mean, let's face it. That's a good thing. All the crazy people live in South Florida. No, no, no. Your whole state. The whole state. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Sorry. Florida no, man you, is you, everywhere. No, no, no. Here's the thing. You go to, you go to the Florida man sub. And you count how many of those stories are from Orlando, are from anywhere in South Florida, right? And then you count and see how many of those stories are from Northeast Florida. It's great. Do Are there some? Yeah. Are there as many as the ones in South Florida? No. It's great. Northeast Florida is fantastic. All right. Well, we'll, we'll discuss these benefits of living in Florida and why I moved out of there at a later time. Um, Libby, do you have any shout outs? Um, I have a shout out. It's like a future shout out to anyone who can just make Transformers stop. They get my shout out. <laughs> Hashtag make it well, stop. Man, <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> All right. Um, I'm going I'm to do a dual shout out. I'm going to do one for, for Jack Benaheim, who is, is commenting in our chat here that says, uh, shout out to Wormhole Pirates and Bates. <laughs> oh, God, no. Um, uh, because as anyone who plays Eve knows that wormholes are where dreams go to die, and you should never go to a wormhole. And and they will learn his lesson eventually, hopefully, after enough no, losses. No, no, no. See, he, he, yeah, I'll be brief with you. Okay, fucking, we're sitting in our wormhole, not doing diddly shit, right? And then we have a T2 battle, uh, battleship warp in, right? Mo- or, yeah, motherfucker starts to, to, to fuck with us, right? So he's warping to, to our thing and, and, like, sitting there, just sitting there. So we throw a few shots off at him, he warps off, and we do the same thing again. And then... Dude sits off, right? He sits off the fuck knows where at the sun, I think he was. And then we start to see D scan like light the hell up. And it's like Balgorn, Sacrilege, it, um, fucking Griffin, Astera, like 30 ships maybe like pop up on D scan in a wormhole. You know how fucking scary that is in a wormhole, dude, when you have 30 ships pop up <laughs> and they're just moving. Thankfully, they didn't come hit us, but they're moving from one hole to the other hole that's connected to high set, dude. Fucking scary. Scary. <laughs> okay, that's you started it. to habitually twitch and tap D scan every three seconds? No, dude, I do already. But I make it so okay, much money. Yeah, I, love it. So much money. I love it. There you, there you go. Okay. So, so, so far, being somewhat successful in, in shitting his pants <laughs> in wormhole space, which is, is usually how wormhole space goes, is you you become extremely paranoid and maybe make some money and you know you're for the rest of your Eve career. But 
<laughs> I, I moved to normal space early on in my Eve, Eve, Eve time, and it, it did not go well. I think I broke even after a lot of death and, and pain and misery, so I didn't lose anything from it except maybe my sanity, and I, I was never the same after. Um, but that being said, I'll do my, my other shout-out here. Um, I'm just going to leave another shout-out to you – know, you're probably sick of me fanboying about this, but the developers for Doom, um, its software, it's just fucking awesome support for that game. And it's just, it's so good. So good. Um, so really, good. really good update. And I, I really do appreciate what they've been doing with, with the game. And I, I can't wait for more. I mean, never have I wanted to spend money on DLC so much in my life um, because I, I want to give them more money so they give me more content because it's just so good. So shout out to those guys. Um, but that being said, uh, we're basically for a close. I want to thank everyone for listening in either on the stream and, and chatting with us in, in the chats, um, or for picking us up on, you know, later this week on recording. So, uh, you know, thanks to you guys. Thanks for the, my co-host for holding it together while I ripped all the cords out of my Thanks for tolerating the audio. Yeah, it's still bad, was, but still bad, thank you. But yeah, well, well, we'll see what's going on. My, my brother is playing Titanfall, which might be screwing up my connection. Oh, my God. We'll that's oh, why. God. Yes. Yeah. Titanfall, yes. Is, Titanfall does not know how to do moderation in terms of using uh, using system ca- capacity. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'll, we'll try to get a better, a better setup for you guys next week. I do apologize for the audio issues, but uh, thanks for, for putting up with that, and we'll, we'll get it sorted out. But uh, that being said, I want to thank you for tuning in. And, and again, if you want to be on the show, if you have any topics for us, may it be news-related, or if you want to have us do a certain uh, Nova discussion and listen to me rant a lot, uh, let us know either on Discord or Skype, or you can hit us up on, on Twitter. All of our contact information is available on the website, biomax.net. Our stream is twitch.tv slash biomass podcast. And, you know, I do try to get on there and chat with everyone when, when the, uh, the stream is going. So that being said, I want to wish everyone uh, a good night and be safe out there.